So to answer a question from earlier, you like ask if I was cramping or something. You like got up and was like, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> so I fell down this week and I'm getting old and it was a precarious fall. So like I twisted my wrist a little bit and like my whole elbow is all bruised up. Like fun. You see that? Yeah. Not good. My knee was like twice the size. Ow, I just hit it right there. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. That's not a joke. That just happened right there. I turned and it hit the chair beside me. God damn it. It was fun. It sucks. Like there's just been a whole it lot. It was of, twice its size? Uh, pro- close to it, probably. Like, yeah. Did, did, did you go to a doctor? No. No. Of course not. No. Well, I mean, I, it was like sore and swollen, but I think it was mostly sore because it was swollen. But I mean, I knew because of the way that like I reacted right after that there's no way like the patella was broken or anything. So because you're a doctor. Mm-hmm. Mm, OK. Yeah. So no, no doctor. Just a lot of whining. If I, If anything on my body is ever twice its size, I'm going to a doctor. Yeah. Just flat out. Yeah, I didn't. It's getting better. Yeah, there's just a lot of mockery. Like the the boys after I did it. A lot of what? Mockery. Oh, I heard mockery. No, a lot of and mockery. I was like, I don't know what that is. So the my kids were immediately just like, I'm sitting on the couch crying. And they're just like, whoa, whoa, I'm in full, I'm in full. Oh, I hurt my knee. <laughs> just mocking me, ridiculing did they, me. Did they see the spill? No, no. Was was this something just really stupid? Because it's not... Yeah, it's, there's no good story. Mm. It's upsetting. Yeah. So, that explains the owie earlier. It's less and more fun. Yeah. It did suck. Yeah. It really it, did. Uh, yeah, it's... uh. Getting old sucks. <laughs> You're 34 years old. Yeah. Freshly 34. And, uh, yeah, I'm falling apart. <laughs> like, not even, you're not even a middle-aged yet. Mm, no, I think my BMI, I'm middle-aged. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> I was middle-aged at 26, but. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and deeply sad. Yeah. Um, but true. So how are you doing? I'm sad now. <laughs> you just you just found out. Hmm. I just you remembered s- that I'm fat. You started doing the math and you were like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> the dude from Monster in the Closet died at 35. Was he really 35? The guy in the suit, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Paul Walker. No. The guy in the suit, the main guy? Uh, the guy in the in the rubber suit. In oh, the, in the rubber suit. The monster, yeah. The Predator. The Predator, Harry and the Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. Both the movie and the TV show. It's a pretty good legacy, right? Yeah. yeah. Something to be proud of. What happened? I don't know. Didn't I just didn't saw go. that he was 35 when dead on his IMDb page. Didn't go any deeper? Nope. So at this point in our lives, if we compare ourselves to him, mm-hmm. he would have already made all those movies. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Thanks for that. Basically, yeah. Bet you he wouldn't be out for two days if he fell down. <laughs> but I am. So, Monster in the Closet, we started talking about. Yep. What's our synopsis? Uh, there's a monster, and he's in closets, and he kills people. Overall thoughts? Uh, <laughs> the, the, it was stupid and fun, and... Uh, I enjoyed it in the way that I enjoy st- stupid fun things. Yeah, it uh, it definitely did. It borderlined at times being too much and too slapsticky, uh, but I don't think it ever blatantly crossed that th- threshold uh, because it really was fun and knew that it was dumb. Mm-hmm. It and uh, I think it struck that balance really well. There's nothing at all remotely serious or scary about this movie. No. It is a literal monster in a closet. Mm-hmm. And a figurative monster in the closet. Mm. Simultaneously. You foreshadowing. Me. Uh, so, yeah. So, we open. Go ahead. Like, there are people in this movie. There are tanks in this. This movie had a budget. Yeah, this had tanks. Multiple, multiple tanks. And, like... Explosion scenes. Decent... Decent actors. Like, the dude from The Thing. I'm not saying they're, like, the top of the line, like... Yeah, well, they couldn't get Arlie Ermey for the... <laughs> so they just had somebody do an Arlie Ermey impression and spent some money of their budget on fake eyebrows to glue onto him so he had eyebrows like Arlie Ermey. I think that's just old man eyebrows. Yeah, well, they definitely like pulled him out there like Arlie Ermey. That was definitely him doing an Arlie Ermey. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like, there's explosions. They didn't afford doing a stunt for Paul Walker. We'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> uh, so we so we open with uh, an, a voiceover where they sing. They say the word inexplicable like 12 times mm-hmm. in a pretty awesome little setup where he says inexplicably inexplicable explanations unexplainable inexplicable yes yeah it's wonderful basically it's like eh, it's a movie don't who cares yeah uh that's through, what, that could have been the intro and then a running joke throughout is uh they constantly give timestamps and dates mm-hmm. and they're all in they're all spelled out like nine seventeen a.m is like words instead of numbers uh at one point they say uh the following monday or tuesday (laughs) yeah this is like april 29th or 30th or something along those lines and i'm like it's it's pretty funny i just remembered there's a ticking clock in this movie and then it stops there's no more ticking clock it just appears for very briefly and then it goes away yeah that's the joke hmm because they were tell they kept telling you time, and then they went down to the second for the time. I thought that was their like ticking clock. No, it wasn't a ticking clock. It was just telling you the time. Okay. Uh, that's when we. That's because it just cuts to a shot of the professor. And who's the professor? Paul. Let's Walker. go through our cast of characters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have the professor. Who is who? The professor is a little kid. Mm-hmm. So a little kid uh, who is Paul Walker, mm-hmm. age nine. Sure. Uh, and his mom and everyone calls him the professor. Yeah. 
what the fuck even not even like for his benefits like they're like oh my god the professor is gonna get eaten by a monster yeah and we call him the professor mm-hmm. it's weird it's super weird with zero explanation mm-hmm. ever from the yeah. very beginning it's just the professor uh, yeah okay and then we have not arlie ermy who's a general mm-hmm. sergeant i don't know the rankings in the army He's he's a three star general. Uh, we have uh, Dick Clark, Richard Clark, uh, who they call Dick multiple times, mm-hmm. but never uh, they never say Dick Clark. Uh, who's one of the uh, that is a uh, a penis or a homosexual reference, right? Say I guess Dick multiple times. Um, he's he's the obituary writer for the Daily Globe, mm-hmm. and he's a, he's wants a big break. Yep. And so they send him. After this, there's, there have been killings. Uh, what happens closets. with these killings? Uh, <laughs> there's a monster in a closet, and it's very polite and closes the door <laughs> after it kills you. Well, no, it's not that polite because it grabs a little girl, pulls her into the closet, and then throws a bunch of clothes out. Yeah, he always uh, he always throws a bunch of shit out the closet. Uh, there's an well, old blind man who mm-hmm. is walking around looking for his dog swinging his cane wildly around the house. Yeah. It's not even like a blind guy cane. It's just like a cane that they spray painted white. <laughs> and obviously they just handed it to him. It's like David Carradine's brother or something. They just hand it to him and be like, act blind. He's like, okay, I know how to do that. <laughs> Bang this thing around on everything. Uh uh, it grabs him, pulls him into the closet, throws some things around, does that four times. Yeah. And then everybody's like, holy shit, something is going on. He He's the first listed on those names that I read on the cover. He is the first person listed as like, these are our stars. Not anymore. Now it's starring Paul Walker. Yeah. Uh, so now everybody knows something is going on. So that's when the uh, Dick Clark is going to start trying to get in. He wants this scoop, right? Yeah. Uh, and he starts uh, doing some research. And how does he end up hooking up with uh, our heroine? Uh, he His first stop is going to the sheriff's office. And there's the professor and her and the spitting sheriff. The spitting sheriff. And the boom mic. And we see a boom mic, <laughs> and it is glorious. I may have woken up your kids laughing well, we both so ma- hard. We both made the same like <laughs> whooping sound, like a celebratory sound. Uh, and it was pretty spectacular. We yeah. got that boom mic there. Uh, so he ends up meeting this woman who's the professor's mom. Uh, and they are both ugly ducklings in that they have to take off their glasses and then they'll immediately be attractive. Yep. Um, he ends up being invited to dinner at her house. And at the dinner party, we have the mom, Dick Clark, the professor, uh, a scientist who is basically Christopher Lloyd. That's what mm-hmm. they're trying to do. Or Albert Einstein. Which he is looks what, like Albert Einstein. Yes. Very much. Which is what they were trying to do. Uh, and a priest mm-hmm. for some reason. Who, you know, you casually kiss on the lips. Yes, that happens. <laughs> and uh, this ends up being our ragtag group that figures out how to kill the monster 
Yeah. Uh, do you remember, I don't know, about a decade ago when we were trying to write a movie and we were like, I feel like these characters, like our plot is good, but our characters aren't interesting. Mm-hmm. They're like this, that that's... This gives me confidence that we were on the right track. Yeah. Because it, this ragtag group is way worse than what we had. <laughs> it's basically the same. We had, what, a, a priest and a, a, a scientist, and yeah, it was basically the we same. We were writing Monster in the Closet. Yeah, we turns were doing out. The, we were doing the remake. Turns out. <laughs> There's a scene uh, where this group, so this group is meeting and they're eating at this dinner is when we meet them all. And there's a cockroach running across the table. Mm-hmm. And the kid is the only one that wants to kill said cockroach. Everyone else is totally cool with the fact that there's a cockroach on the table. Well, because it's got one of God's creatures. Well, that's what the clergyman says. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that, am I, am I being uptight here? No. Okay. You, that's disgusting. That is right. Yeah. But if Super you're like gross. in a big city, are you desensitized to it? Is it just like maybe a thing but that they're happens? in the burbs, man? I know. I'm just trying to think through this. Like, if there's like a house fly and it is flying around you here where we live, mm-hmm. like you kind of shoo it away. Is that a cockroach to them? Uh, I don't know. If I see a fly, I'm going to try to kill that fly. I may shoo it away at first. I'm going to try to kill that fly because it's, it is minorly annoying and it needs to pay for that. If it, if a fly lands on your arm, how do you react versus you look over and there's a cockroach on your arm? If there's a fly on my arm, I freeze because I think obviously I'm fast enough that I'm going to be able to kill this fly. (laughs) Has it ever worked out? It is maybe once. (laughs) That was a dead fly, dude. I put that on your arm. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, there's a cockroach on my arm. I am wiggling and writhing and screaming You're flailing. and running away. You're flailing. Yes. <laughs> With a high-pitched shrill shriek. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're on the same page. That's, mm-hmm. that's the appropriate reaction. I it's, looked up the handbook. That's ugh. how you... <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about it and no. It's gross, no. right? Hell no. No. That's uh, uh, gross. No. Uh, Yeah, I can't. I can't wrap my hand around that. The scientist, uh, does he work at the school? Uh, probably. It seemed like it, right? He's won two Nobel Prizes and he's working at uh, like some community college. Yeah. Um, and he has the most beakery beaker set in the world. Yeah, that's just full of... There's like eight foot tall beakers mm-hmm. running like 12 feet yeah. long. And they're all going nuts. Mm-hmm. I think he made the concoction for Leprechaun 4 to turn Spider Mitten. Yeah, definitely. From Mitten Hand to Spider Mitten Spider. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad movie. Uh, <laughs> you're missing the frog story. Yeah, talk to me about the frog story because it comes up all the time. Because uh, Okay, so when he was six years old, he found a frog. And he was like, I want to learn about this frog. So he killed the frog and cut it up. And there were like bowels and intestines and stuff in there. But then there was this this sack that he squeezed and this green goo came out and hit him in the face. And that's how he cured cholera. (laughs) 
just absurd. Uh, it's absurd. But I lo- I just love that he keeps trying to tell that story. Throughout the he end. tells it the first time all the way through, and then keeps trying to tell that story over and over again and just keeps getting cut off. It's great. It really is pretty fantastic. Uh, the So they end up at the sheriff's office, and the sheriff is convinced that it is the uh, work of homicidal killer. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Did you hear what I said? Mm-hmm. That's how he said it for sure. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to keep track as I was watching this because I know the end. And I'm like, they're all over the place here. <laughs> I can see what they're doing. It's foreshadowing. <laughs> foreshadowing. It's like five shadowing. Uh, they keep coming out. They keep talking about how the uh, monster keeps coming out of the closet and going back into the closet over mm-hmm. and over and over. They use that phrase. Uh and they end up using some, uh, they, they track his movements because he keeps appearing out of closets, killing people, and running back in. Uh, and what were the ways that they figured out exactly where he was going to be? Uh, he goes in semicircles, like three and, three and a third kilometers apart, 45 degrees, 45 degrees. degrees. Uh, northwest and 37 degrees southeast. Just a bunch of gobbledygook. Semicircles, when you get from one side to the other, you've you've just done a straight line, <laughs> but the long way. Yeah. Just, just so people are aware. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand. I think you were putting way too much thought into it because it was just gobbledygook. Um, at w- so they determined that the, the, the scientist wants to communicate with the monster and he uses a xylophone and i warned you when we started listening to this it was at like the 30 minute mark that you're going to hear that the rest of the movie and you might not have been the rest of the movie but for the next solid half hour every minute you heard ding dong ding dong ding mm-hmm. ding dong ding dong ding as he's trying to communicate with it for a solid half hour yeah and he's just carrying this fucking xylophone around. And yeah, and then he dies. And then it comes back. The, but it the comes, xylophone it comes back at the end. The xylophone lives on. Yeah. <laughs> my xylophone. My xylophone lives the, on. The xylophone remains the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's eternal. Mm-hmm. He he knew how to play it. Oh, he definitely did. Like he played it the same way every single time. Why did they not have the professor play that xylophone at his funeral? I don't know. Shouldn't they have? I maybe. Yeah, probably. Or they had like a big like ceremony, you know, like the big, uh, like the actual wooden ones. Mm-hmm. Like they should have had like professionals there, like, like you see people like going like, to town on those like like bagpipes, Manheim- bagpipes at a funeral. Yeah, exactly. Funeral. But they're all just like ding dong, ding dong, ding. <laughs> Like they have church bells going, right? (laughs) (laughs) Ding dong, ding dong, ding. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I feel like that would have been money well spent. Instead, they spent it on tanks. They did. (laughs) A lot of tanks. (laughs) A lot of tanks. It just looked like a Power Ranger fight scene. It did. It just like the monsters in there that are like explosions going off around him, <laughs> but like never near him. That's exactly what it was. Because yep. there were there was a lot of explosions. There was yeah. a lot of firepower. Also the the the, it's hard to say the professor because yeah the, the scientist, 
the scientist, like, he this picks is like up... like the weirdest game of Clue. Yeah. So he's communicating with the xylophone. Ding dong, ding dong, ding. <laughs> and he keeps getting closer and closer, and he thinks he's communicating with it, and then it just, like, eats him. Uh, but he's, like, not dead. He picks him up and throws him aside, like, right next to him. And, and then, then the, the army's just like, well, fuck it, shoot him with everything you have. And fucking tanks and RPGs and shit are... And apparently they're so, such bad shots, not only does it not hit or kill the monster, it doesn't hit the scientist either. Uh, so the scientist is dying and they're like, did you know what he said? And he, they do this dramatic lean in where he leans in to tell him and whisper close and he gets to him and says no (laughs) and then he dies and then he immediately comes back and starts talking more uh they end up finding out where they think he is and that's where the where the professor is remember the professor is the nine-year-old paul walker yeah uh so the Monster ends up grabbing a hold of him, and our hero, Dick Clark, gets a hold of his feet. And they're literally playing tug of war. He's got... The monster has him by the, like, scruff of the neck. Like, his shirt is holding him, and he is up off the ground with one having the scruff of his neck, the other one having his shoes. Like... In real life. Yeah. This is really being filmed, Mm -hmm. not in the film. Right. And then later on in the film, his shit explodes in his hand. So they have this kid holding this prop that just, like, explosions and sparks are coming out of. Not not safety conscious. No, child safety Paul was Waker, not. Paul Walker's parents, maybe not the best parents in the world. No. No. <laughs> but they got him in that movie. Yeah. Monster in the Closet. I don't know if it was his first, but it was definitely his best. Oh, yeah. I've only seen the first three Fast and the Furious movies. I need to watch the rest of them. Do you? I do, because I hear they get better when The Rock gets in there. Do they? And then Jason Statham's in there. I hate Jason Statham. I love Jason Statham. He's one of my favorite action stars. Terrible. You just haven't seen anything good that he's in. Mm. Which is most of his stuff. (laughs) I don't believe that's that. actually not true. I don't believe that at all. But. Uh, the uh, got to interpret those notes. Sorry to get the chicken scratch. What does it say? Oh, they reference. So the uh, they reference the punch of God. <laughs> yeah, he he punches Dick his nemesis. Punches scoop. His, his arch nemesis at the at the paper and the clergyman who's been justifying or arguing things throughout the entire film of why something should or shouldn't be. He's like, it's like that was the punch of God. Yeah, he didn't punch him. That was the punch of God. Uh, so th- throughout the film, uh, Dick Clark, whenever he takes off his glasses, mm-hmm. uh, the professor's mom like becomes mesmerized by yeah. him. Uh, she and, gets soaking wet and she can't do anything she just stops being able to function and she just stares at him and she just she turns her head slightly like uh, when you ask a dog a question and inevitably you say its name so it just like turns its head it like knows <laughs> you're asking it a question because of the tone of your voice but it has no idea what you just said yeah because it's a dog 
so she does that every time he takes his glasses off and his glasses end up falling off and the monster sees him mm-hmm. and picks him up. The and- monster turns its head. Yes. <laughs> in that puppy dog way. <laughs> Literally his jaw drops open. Mm-hmm. And he picks him up. And where does he walk to, Justin? Now do you know what the movie is? Mm-hmm. Where is he going? He walks to San Francisco. <laughs> he goes to San Francisco. <laughs> and he tries to go into the closet with him. The last closet. Because you have to destroy all the closets. Yeah, there's a huge revelation that you have to destroy all the closets. So we see scenes of people literally bil- burning their closets. Mm-hmm. Taking swords to their closets. Yeah to prevent the monster from being able to peer and re-energize inside of closets. But there was one closet left in the Transamerica building. But he could only fit in by himself. Mm-hmm. He couldn't he couldn't take Dick in there. No. Nope. <laughs> and then he dies and the revelation is is the monster was gay. The monster from Monster in the Closet was in the closet. I am mm-hmm. so proud of myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really dumb movie. <laughs> and it's kind of it's kind of awesome. Uh, it's kind of awesome. You don't want to it's admit the dumbest, it. It's you the dumbest. It's the dumbest thing. It. I enjoyed the, the whole time. It's just it's the dumbest, mm-hmm. like <laughs> schoolyard <laughs> bullshit. Like I'm gonna take this one <laughs> stupid thing. They made a movie with tanks off of the name, and I'm just gonna. It's, we're gonna run with it. 90 minutes. Ding dong, ding dong. Ding. This thing's going to go for 90 minutes. We're going to hire some it decent fe- actors. It feels like this movie was made on a bet. We're going to fill it with a bunch of explosions. I mean, the trauma film. Or at least they released it, so. This is better than 99% of trauma movies, just so you know. It's like, you know how Scientology was made off of a bet? This this was probably the same, yeah. That's exactly. I feel like somebody made a monster in the closet joke, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh, you should make that movie." Okay, it was, I will. It was no, probably Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah, he, I, dude, he just distributed. That's all he did. He just took that and made DVDs. Yeah, that doesn't mean that he wasn't like he didn't the produce catalyst. it. Yes, he didn't produce it. Maybe him and his producer buddies he were didn't. playing poker one night, and then that's how it came to be. You don't know that's not how it happened. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna make the the making of. You know how there's like the three hour apocalypse now one. I'm gonna mm-hmm. do that for Monster in the Closet. Yeah, Heart of Darkness. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Yeah, it was named after the book. That the movie was based off of I kind of love Monster in the Closet it's 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 kind of worth watching (laughs) you're like so so stupid you're like so pained to admit it (laughs) you're like I really enjoyed everything of it I I guess I liked it it's really stupid it is Uh, so my wife signs me up for things and then I do them. 
and my my son is in basketball right now. Mm -hmm. I talked about this. I don't think so. Um, I love him so much. (laughs) He's awful. Nothing good is gonna when the story starts with. All right, I love him so much. It's nothing good is going to follow that. Uh, like sports are have never been and will never be his thing. Like even when he runs down the court, like he doesn't run like a human being. Like he kind of runs like a T-Rex, like his arms up and stuff. Uh, and it's painful and he's not good, but I want him to be on the team and blah, blah, blah and all this, right? But like, and he's socially awkward with the with the kids. Like the, somebody just yesterday was that we were at the game and uh, they came up afterwards and told him good job and went to fist bump him and he gave him like like he didn't make a fist. He just like held his hand out like a madam to get his hand <laughs> kissed and like he's did, a goddamn pope. Like and fist, and the so the kid had a f- solid fist. And my son just flips his hand out and just like smacks his loose fingers against it. And I'm like, dude, do we need to practice fist pumping? What the hell is wrong with you? The kid was trying to tell you good job. And uh, yeah, so anyway, so she signed us up to go to the, we have a local semi-pro AAA, I'm using the wrong words, I'm sure, basketball team. D-League. Here in town. It's NBA D-League. Okay. Is it really called that? Yeah, it's the developmental league. It's, it's like right below. They need below. to come up with a better name, man, because that sounds like bad. It's the developmental league. It's the D league. Yeah, but is that that's the like the triple A of basketball? Yeah, I assume. Yeah, to the minor leagues of basketball of like you'll see future NBA players play there. Yeah, so so they they had this thing with his teams and team's going to be able to go if you wanted to pay this extra and then we go early and he's does like a training thing with the players Mm -hmm. and their dads or part or whoever's with them so imagine my how thrilled i was when i find out that it's going to be me my son who's awful (laughs) and some future nba players that are going to be doing this training session for like two hours How did it go? Uh, it's tomorrow. Oh, wow. And I am still fucking sore because I fell down. So not only <laughs> <laughs> not only am I a fat schlub who's not good at basketball, <laughs> and my son is not good at basketball, but now I'm a sore one too. <laughs> so I can't wait for the next podcast. Awesome. <laughs> it's going to be a great story. Yeah, I know. I'm just going to be like, do you know the tie between Wishmaster 2 and Monster in the Closet, do you? No, didn't think so. Go make your millions, jerk. Same director. Jack I don't know, that was Freddy 2. Yeah, Freddy 2. So what's the, what is the link between Monster in the Closet I and Wishmaster 2? I don't Wish think Master there two? is one. I was just trying. <laughs> Look at me. I, that's all I had. That's the only thing I had in my life to throw back at these basketball stars. You, you, you fucked it up. No, and I fucked it up. God damn it. <laughs> Actually, it would really suck if one of them knew. Like, they've got their own podcast also that's way mm-hmm. more popular than us. Yeah. And he's good at basketball. And he has bigger than a three-inch penis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to suck. So, I'm hoping I don't die tomorrow. <laughs> that's my goal. I mean, die. 
I hope you don't die. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. I hope you kind of come close. <laughs> like if I had to be airlifted out of there, <laughs> you would be so happy. Like you want me to be okay. <laughs> yeah. But you want me to be humiliated. Good, as much good as enough possible. to record the podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> but not great enough to not have a fantastic story. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. So that's what I'm looking forward to. What do you what do you have to tease? What are you doing next week that's going to be uh story worthy? Well, Marianne has been invited to be on the judges panel for the Hobnobbin Film Festival, which is a local film festival. That's cool. Uh so I get to help her write her bio and help her take her headshot for that's it. Cool. Uh I don't know. I don't have what I don't have uh what is traditionally called a life well, I just realized so, when you were saying that, I was like, oh, I don't have anything going on, but my son does, and you don't have anything going on, but your girlfriend does. <laughs> and somehow basically. that's what we do. Yeah. I'm so busy. <laughs> Look at all these things that I have to do. <laughs> I was busy today. I had to watch the movies. Mm-hmm. I had the Pokemon thing. Yeah. I got a life, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just- Got 52 years worth of it. Woo! <laughs> uh, Freddy 2? Freddy 2. Synopsis. Uh, the synopsis for this, if I could do it in a GIF, it would be the GIF of Senior Chang from Community just going, Gay! <laughs> I don't know what you're referencing, but I think I get what you're alluding to. <laughs> so this is the gay nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, not at all. It isn't very good. No, not at all. But it's gay. It has that going for it. <laughs> and that's like the reason why it's fun is because it's so crazy. Uh, so the, the, the whole premise is, is that... Freddie is trying to come back by taking over, sort of possessing, maybe even physically taking over the body of somebody that moved into the house after Heather Langenkamp moved out. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand the rules because they try to talk about not letting me fall asleep like once or twice. Yeah. But he obviously doesn't give a shit if it's if people are asleep because he manifests himself in the real world and he can control things in the real world when people aren't sleeping. But it seems like whenever he falls asleep, that's when he like gets control. But, so he's, like, sleepwalking the whole time? Yeah, maybe. But it, uh, the rules, it's obvious that they were like, ooh, this was a huge hit. We need to do something else. We have no idea what we're going to do. And Wes Craven was like, peace. Yeah. Do whatever. Something, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the details. But, uh, um, so we open on a school bus that is driven by Freddie. Mm-hmm. careens off of the uh, road into the desert, which is kind of awesome because there's definitely a school bus just going like off-road. <laughs> yeah. It is pretty cool. And an old school bus with like a weird window in the back. Yeah. That every time they they cut to Jesse, I'm just like, is he in the back of like a Sudabaker? What is... <laughs> I thought they were in a bus. Um, And then we meet our hero, Jesse. So this is the only film in the franchise that has a male lead. Every other time you get that male-female dynamic, 
uh, of Freddy versus uh, a final girl. Mm-hmm. Um, That's every horror movie, though. It it is, um, but specifically this is the only time that they tried doing the male thing, mm-hmm. um, and then they course corrected. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do we just want to go through a list of the gay things, or how do you, and then then talk about the rest of the film? The gay things are the film, basically. Yeah, it is. Um, so, start with, start us off. Uh, the wrestling that leads to the pants pulling down mm-hmm. in the baseball yep. game. So he's new to town, and he gets ankled by the dude. So they and they wrestle, and then they and then they become best friends and shower because together. they're punished together. Yeah, so they're always like showering and shirtless together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse's home life isn't that. It's not bad, but he's a teenager de- mm-hmm. dealing with his family. Uh, keeps getting told to clean his room. He has to unpack. He has to unpack. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's got to unpack. So he puts on Elton John glasses and <laughs> butt humps the <laughs> the drawers closed. And then masturbates with a pop gun. Yeah. Yep. Uh, While having a no chicks sign on his window, <laughs> on his door, and a probe video game in his closet. Probe. Not video game. Probe game. Yeah. Uh, in his closet. Uh, he always wakes up in a sweat and he's wearing tidy whities and that the camera always focuses in on his crotch. <laughs> like, there's, there's one... you. You would have gotten up to go to the bathroom, but uh, he wakes up and he hears scratching coming from this drawer, and he opens up the drawer and it's the Freddy glove like scratching the the thing. Kind of a cool uh, gimmick. What what would you call? It? It's not a prosthetic. Animatronic. Sure, it's not exactly the word I'm looking for, but it'll work. Gimmick would be what you would call it in wrestling because everything's a gimmick. Uh, but yeah, he wakes up and then he slowly walks over to the drawer, which is right at crotch level. So his crotch then package is just right there in the shot the whole time. It's re- like it's just zoomed in. <laughs> here's the drawer. Here's his package. This is your shot. This is what you have to look at. Uh, around this time, the family, uh, is talking about how hot it is and the two, two parakeets that they have. One of them kills the other, Mm -hmm. then flies around and literally explodes in the air. I mean, it was 97 degrees in the house. (laughs) I would explode at 97 degrees. (laughs) I love that they were, it got to 97 degrees before they bothered to check the temperature or the thermostat. Yeah. 97 degrees. It's insane. Uh, that's... That's not a comfortable temperature. Jesse wakes up in the middle of the night or sleepwalks to Don's place, which is like a leather bar, Mm -hmm. uh, and finds the, his gym coach. And he had said before, uh, his friend that had said that he got off on pretty boys like him Mm -hmm. and he got off on making them sweat and work out. Yeah. So he finds him at this bar and then takes him to the gym and makes him run laps while he's still wearing his leather vest. Mm-hmm. And then tells him to shower. Yeah. 
then uh, a whole bunch of magical balls fly all over at him. It's like American Gladiators because tennis balls are just flying past his face. Yes. And uh, do, do the American Gladiators have as sad of stories as wrestlers do? Like all the wrestling stories are like super bad and nobody's in good shape. I'm going to say probably not. It doesn't like you don't hear stories like that. You don't hear stories about like Nitro, like <laughs> selling his kidneys for heroin. Yeah. Wolf isn't all sad and drunk and I don't know. Wrestling's unique because they're on the road like basically all year destroying their bodies for no money. Yeah. Freddy's revenge. Okay, so the coach ends up getting some S&M punishment? Basically, he gets he gets strung up in the in the shower room by jump rope and then his clothes ripped off and then a bunch of like magic towels come in one by one like they're Disney <laughs> It does feel like, like, it, like, he, the bees. like the Disney princess is getting dressed <laughs> and they just come in and just smack him in the ass. Yep, to death. Mhm. Well, no, because he... Yeah, then he gets clawed to he death. turns into Freddy and gets clawed. Uh, so this keeps progressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has uh, a female love interest that uh, keeps trying to get at him, and he seems to be putting pushing her off to the point where they're having a big pool party, and she's think they're going to go all the way, and uh, he, he ends up realizing Freddy's about to come out. Yeah, he gets uh, a Freddy tongue. So... He leaves her and goes to Grady's house mm-hmm. to where Grady even says, like, you left from sleeping with your girlfriend to wanting to sleep with me. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes full Freddy. Mm-hmm. So he turns completely into Freddy through pretty cool effects where his arm splits and then he comes out of inside of his body. Yeah, the claws come out. The It's very much like uh, uh, American Werewolf in London, but not as good. Yep. I would agree with that. Uh, and then Freddy ends up wreaking havoc on the pool party. So this is just Freddy mm-hmm. as a human being. And he still has powers, but he's in the real world. Yeah. Who's a small guy. Like, it doesn't bode well for him and his <laughs> his uh, street cred Yeah, when he's three quarters of the size of most of these girls at this party. <laughs> Like, he's wrestling on the ground at one point with Kim, and she looks like she could knock him out on the playground to take <laughs> his food money. Yeah, he just kind of appears out of nowhere. Uh, and it it just, like, took me by surprise, and I started laughing. Yeah. It's uh, not well done. It's not particularly good. Uh, but he is defeated with the power of a kiss. Yeah. So they, they go to... Some place that has scaffolding, <laughs> basically. We have to have height. Height is is like presents a greater height. Yeah, doesn't end with an H. Height. Uh, yeah. So Freddie's just like, I'm gonna kill you, and then she's just like, No, you're not. I'm gonna kiss you, and then everything starts catching fire, and including him. 
and that's but Jesse's alive. Yeah, then it, he like gets burned alive, and then turns out Jesse like comes out of the shell. He's the beautiful butterfly. This movie's really gay, though. Yeah, uh, and really bad. It uh, it didn't help that like the actor that's playing Jesse is gay in real life too. He was a closeted gay man when they were making this, mm-hmm. so that didn't that like longer term that doesn't help anything <laughs> there's a pretty awesome uh i've talked about the documentary before where it's like a seven eight nine hour documentary on the thing and they have a segment where they talk about this mm-hmm. and like the director's like look it was supposed to be subtext okay <laughs> <laughs> but he said basically what he thinks happened it's not subtext when you shout it into a bullhorn yeah <laughs> But but he said like he he sees that now yeah but like he didn't realize how much and then the other things like I didn't he's he's like I didn't see the probe I didn't see the no chick sign but what it was was like the the different departments were starting to see this so everybody put in their own little thing <laughs> and it all started becoming something huge you know like when they eat everybody's adds one little piece that it yeah. ends up being way bigger than what it was. So he's like, yeah, that was, it was there, but it wasn't, I, we all cohesively built this bullhorn instead of it being something that was subtle. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different like interpretations of it where they're talking about, you know, like trying to, Freddie's actually his homosexuality and he's trying to come to terms with it where it's invading his body and blah, 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 things mm-hmm. like that. So uh, none of them are, are really what was intention, but it's fun to try to twist things or whatever to make it be what you have your predetermined story going to be. Yeah, it was bad. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not good. Nope. I think it's fun. This is one that you would want to watch a group, a group of people. Sure. Uh, but I'd rather watch good. Monster in the Closet. Uh, yeah. So is that your choice? That is my choice. I think I would agree. It's crazy, <laughs> but yeah, I think I would agree. That's so weird, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, go watch it. It's on YouTube. It is on YouTube, and it's uh, a, a one that the distributor put up themselves. Uh, so they're cool with it. It's not. It's not stealing anything. Get a group of people together, have some beers, and watch my or. Watch it with your kids. There's one boob shot. There is a boob shot. Why is that in there? Uh, the scene is funny. Yeah, but it would be uh, just as funny without the without boobs. Yeah, I, I I honestly believe the boobs got in the same way the boom got in, is that they were probably looking at a monitor that didn't show the full frame. Yeah. So the uh, very obvious boob mic and the very obvious nipple the same way. Yeah, um, but yeah, you could totally watch this movie with your kids too. Sure. Yeah, I mean, because the, the actual gay jokes aren't crazy. Yeah, they're not offensive at all. Um, the whole movie might be offensive just on a premise, but no, yeah, no, that might be true. <laughs> <laughs> just by existing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, speaking of offensive by mm-hmm. existing, oh. I don't know. Not really. I was just trying to really scramble for a segue there. I thought that was like next week. It is. But it is for next week. But I don't think these are offensive just for existing. Hmm. Um, All right. You ready? Yeah. Disc number one. Boom. Boom. Uh, All right. An unlikely film from that Kevin Smith. From that Kevin Smith? Really? 
Red State, love thy neighbor. John Goodman is fantastic. Isn't he? He's a national treasure. And he's on the back. He's the only person on the back. That's good. Uh, so I think we talked about this a little bit before. What, yeah. what are we going to see? Or what do you know? Do you know uh, anything? I think it's basically like a Republican horror movie, right? Something like that. I don't know. Okay. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like A Republican horror movie? You sure. Mean like the Obama administration? <laughs> Uh, it's a, it's basically, uh, uh, Michael Moore wet dream. Okay. Which is what? Again, you keep saying these like distorted things that don't mean anything. I think it's about like, uh, I don't know. I, it's about a bunch of like, what if Republicans took over and like really got their agenda across? I don't know. Okay. Well, you know, Kevin Smith, right? Yeah. So do you, what? What do you expect from him? Uh, a lot of dialogue. It's a shame you couldn't be here for this episode. <laughs> I don't... Mo- movie 2. <laughs> uh, Justin Long. We just had... By, uh, Marianne and I just had a conversation about Justin Long last night. And that, where the fuck did he go? Uh, Tusk. Kevin Smith's very best work. Says Variety. So for the record, let me say, I mm-hmm. hated him with a passion. Justin Long? No, Kevin Smith. Oh, okay. Uh, until I saw Red State. And then he did Red State, and then he did Tusk. Um, and obviously, you know how I feel about Red State. You don't know how I feel about Tusk, but... Yeah. Yeah. So what are we going to see with Tusk? Uh, I don't know. It's like a dude grows tusks, right? So some sort of weird... Uh, awkward comedy horror thing. It's probably like uh, Clerks, but with tusks. Okay. Did you think we were doing House? No. Damn it. I, you said we're never doing House. Well, I took it from over there because you always see it. Oh, okay. And then I put it on the chair where I have them well, just to I, fuck with you. I very deliberately never look at the chair i know but i always have them flip the other way <laughs> so i thought that i was fucking with you right now mm. i was that sucks justin yeah. wants to come home see it's funny because the monster it was in the closet and it, it's gay it was like coming out of the closet 